the blood. The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. I see the enemy coming in like a flood in our houses, in our churches, in our families. But what I don't see is the standard. People of God, where is the standard at? We're in a war, y'all. It's time to stand, y'all. The Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear, and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Today's message, The Promises of God. And now here is Bishop Caldwell. But what blew my mind is when I came to that place to realize what we really are in possession of. 1 John 2, 25. Sorry, 25. 1 John 2, 25. I didn't say the gospel of John chapter 1. You need to come to Sunday school. Man, this is... This is because God is the God of promise. He promises us a thing and he delivers on the thing that he promised. To show us that no man can hinder him. Can't no man block your blessing. You're the only one that can mess you up. He may not come when you want him. But he's, he's always on time. Am I right about it? This 25th verse of 1 John chapter 2, God is speaking to the family. And this is, this is the heirship of what each one of his children receives. Watch this. 1 John 2, 25, and this is the promise. What is this? What is? Well, if a promise is a commitment, a promise is an undertaking to give something, or to do something is a promise. So here we are in this world out here, lost, born that way. But God made a promise. Before you or I ever got here, God had made a promise. What is that promise? Verse John 2.25, and this is the promise that he had promised us even eternal life. There it is. I can't be saved and lost. Mm -mm. Not if God promised. And we're saved by grace through faith and not works. Not if God promised. God has made a promise. And we are so, supposed to be so bold until we are to come. When they get ready to time to pray, we're to come boldly to the throne of grace. Man, you don't let these circumstances you're dealing with 
bag you down and take your voice and make you all weak in the knees. You ought to be the first one to jump up and declare in the, in the middle of an insane asylum. No weapon formed against me, no prosper. Then add your me too to it. At all. <laughs> Don't you hear what I say? No weapon. Even though the devil playing my mind and it's almost like I'm trying to lose a little bit of it, no weapon formed against me gonna prosper. I have the man of Christ. I'm an heir of God. I'm a joint heir with Jesus. And I got all my brothers and my sisters with me. We are family. <laughs> we are family and heirs of God and of the same promise. And each one of us that have come, God has given to each one of us that did come and will come eternal life. Now the last part of this. The last part is the conditions. There are conditions. And it's not work that we have to do. It's not by works of righteousness which we have done. But according to his mercy, he saved us. Just because we believed and called on Jesus, we are eternally fixed. Yeah. We're getting a lot of, lot of ground out of Romans. Go back there. Yeah, go back there. Romans, again, same fourth chapter. This time, the 13th verse. The promises of God in Christ are yea and amen. That's what Paul then preached. Every promise of God is yes and Amen. We don't preach a half-do gospel. Where if you do right on Saturday night, you can rejoice on Sunday morning. Oh, no. You can do wrong on Saturday night. I'm not promoting wrong. And you can repent and take over the whole church on Sunday morning. It's by grace. Are you in Romans? Not the conditions... Of God's promises. And, and let me tell you straight up front. Look up here. We're justified by faith. We're declared righteous by faith. Apart from the deeds of the law. The people that's trying to keep the law. They're lost. I bear them record that they have a zeal for God. But not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness. And going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Jesus is the righteousness of God. No one else. Are you in Romans? All right. So we're justified apart from the deeds of the law. Starting at verse 13. A long read. For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. 
For if they who are of the law be heirs, faith is made void, and the promise made of no effect. Because the law worketh wrath. For where no law is, there is no transgression. You cannot get a ticket from the police by running a stop sign if ain't no stop sign there. You only get a ticket for running a stop sign if the stop sign is there. So, it's in breaking the law, that's where the transgression is. And so God wants us to know that, I'm not saying that we're beyond that, but by faith in Jesus you are declared righteous. Apart from the deeds of the law. Because the law worketh wrath, for where no law is, there is no transgression. Verse 16. Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who giveth life to the dead and calleth those things which are not as though they were. And I think the last time we were together, we started in verse 16. So I won't reread all that. But the, the, the fact remains that we are declared righteous in the sight of God by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, that's so simple. Some people keep running over that. They think that they got to do something. They got to do something. If, a God, if God blesses a woman with a, a, a family with a beautiful house, well furnished, curtains coordinating with the floor, the carpet, and, 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 and all of the, the yes. Everything is coordinated. And here the family comes in. I don't like the carpet. I'm going to change them curtains out. I want a refrigerator that got the freezer on this side. And by the time they get through, they have burned all of their money to get it just the way they wanted to. Now I didn't say there was anything wrong with that. But at what point do we come when we're dealing with God to receive what he says? With no addendum. With not trying to add anything to it. And that's where we are in this generation. People trying to add scroll lights to the church. Make the young people feel comfortable. This ain't about you feeling comfortable. This is about you being right. And this is about showing you can't get it on your own. So you have to receive what God says. Because he ain't writing no other Bible. It's either this way or no way. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb. They overcame Satan by the blood of the lamb. It still works. So... Hebrews 13 and 5. As I close. Now watch this. Every promise that God made in Christ is yes. We don't preach a yea and nay gospel. 
we preach what you can have in Christ, what God has already done for us in Christ, what God is going to do for us in Christ. And none of us had that position with God where we the only one, you know, I got a back door to help him. No, you don't. He loves you, but, but, but mm -mm. all of us are his favorite child. Now, I'm after the, the B portion of that fifth verse of that 13th chapter of the book of Hebrews. I will never leave thee. Ain't that a promise? Nor forsake thee. Now, it blew my mind when I looked up that word forsake. That word, when the Lord said, I will never leave you. Okay? I will never leave you. Nor forsake you. That word forsake has to do with, now, now watch this. This, this, this is going to clear a lot of things up for a lot of people. That word forsake means I will never leave you behind. So how, how, how can you miss the rapture? How can you be left to go through the great tribulation period? That's not what the Lord said. I will never leave you and I will never leave you behind. I'm going to always have you with me from the day you got born again. You are mine, said the Lord. You belong to me. <laughs> well, you know, I'm going through something with my mom. I'm going, going through something with my papa. I'm, I'm going, Lord said, I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm not going nowhere. Ever. Never. I'm not going to ever forsake you. I'm not leaving you behind. You've been wounded by other people. I'm with you. Come on. I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to turn you around. I'm going to plant your feet on solid ground. I ain't going to forsake you. I'm not leaving you behind. You know, the government had a, a, a thing. Go to, go to a Mark 4. The government had a thing a few years ago. No child left behind. The Lord has said, no believer left behind. Not even sitting up there in the Appalachian Mountains. Not in, wherever you are, I'm not leaving you. I'm not leaving you behind. I'm not forsaking you. And so, as I was in the presence of the Almighty, early this morning, in perusing these scriptures, the Lord and I had a good time. In these scriptures. And I wanted more than anything that you could even imagine. I wanted the Lord to make this real plain. Especially the Greenwood Acres. To let you know that you'll never be left behind. No good thing will I withhold. From them that walk right. Anybody in this church that's not doing well, it's got to be because of your unbelief.
It's got to be because you're unbelief. You don't believe. Believing to be declared righteous is a must. There's no other way to do this. As a little child, you must trust God that he's going to show up for you on Christmas Eve. But this is the kicker. I say, Lord, give me something to share with your people. To let them know that you will never leave them. Nor will you forsake them. You're going to not leave a one of us behind. No matter how long it takes. We are not going to be left. That's a promise. That's the last promise in my mind. I've given you the first, Genesis 3.15. This is the last offering here in his message. And so the Lord directed my attention to Mark, the fourth chapter, commencing at the 35th verse. And the same day, what day? The same day, when the evening was come. It's getting late in the evening. Did you hear that? <laughs> These old regenerated Baptist people. And the same day when the evening was come, he said unto them, watch this now, let us pass over unto the other side. See, the trouble you're dealing with right now, it's another side. It's called getting out. Get out! What you're dealing with ain't gonna last forever. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. Watch this. He said, let us pass over to the other side. And when they had sent, when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the boat. And there were also with him other little boats. And there arose a great storm of wind. Now keep in mind, the master said, he already told him, let's pass over unto the other side. I'm going to be with you. But what he didn't tell them, just like some of you are hearing right now, maybe for the first time, he didn't tell them about the storm. No more than when Israel was brought out of Egypt after those 400 years, he led them around another way because they were not used to warfare. <laughs> so the Lord didn't tell them about the storm. He, he told them this. Let's go over to the other side. That ought to tell us something. That whatever you're going through, the Lord already knew it. He said, we're going to the other side. We ain't going to get stuck in the middle of the storm. We're not going to be weeping all this time, we're not going to be out of faith. We're going to the other side. But however, I'm not telling you about the storm because you won't know how to handle it. Just hold on to these words. We're going to the other side. So don't worry about the little stuff you're dealing with right now. We're going to, somebody say, we're going to the other side. Because he promised to never leave me. And to never leave me behind. <laughs> uh -huh. 
So anyway, anyway. So, and there arose a great storm of wind. And the waves beat into the boat so that it was now full. And he was in the stern of the boat asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose like he always does. Jesus will arise to the occasion. He will take care of us no matter what it takes. He ain't leaving us behind. But you know the revealing thought right here is that when the storm came and the winds blew and the boat was filled up with water. I, I need to ask you a question. You appear to be intelligent. I need to ask you a question. Where was Jesus when the storm arose and the wind blew and water filled the boat? Where was he? You, you're missing the point. Yes, he was asleep. But what's the point? He was there. <laughs> he, he was in the boat with them. He was there. Where's the Lord right now in the middle of all your stuff you got going on? He's there. He's right there. Husband crazy, wife throwed off, children wrecking everything. He's right there. He was in the boat. Master, don't you care whether or not we perish? Jesus said, poor, poor things. Verse 39, and he arose and rebuked the wind. He's the master. And said unto the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. Now this is the question for the church today. And he said unto them. Why are you so fearful? You know when the devil. When the Lord bless us with stuff. And the devil threatens us. That he's going to take our stuff. Look like everything. Goes out of our feet. Uh uh. We're not in the book of Job. The Lord giveth. And the Lord taketh away. No he doesn't. He giveth to us to keep. And your faith in God. Is the element that enables us to keep that. Which God has blessed us with. And to make very sure that the devil. Ain't taking nothing out of here. Because the same faith in the same God that got me the stuff that I got is the same faith in the same God that's going to enable me to keep what he has committed into my hands against that day. And I'm not just talking about judgment. God does not want us to be fearful. Have faith in God. Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? 
there are those of us in here, as I conclude, there are those of us in here, myself included, that have seen the power of God. That have seen God work and make ways out of no way. That have seen God deliver us and bring us through a whole lot of storms. This shall be like that. If he did it before, he'll do it again. Don't look at no pandemic. Don't look at how many people that have died. Look at the fact that you're still alive. And the Lord ain't going to leave you and he's not going to forsake you and that's a promise. <laughs> Peace. Be still. In other words, see, shut up. You troubling my my kids. Be quiet. Today's message, The Promises of God, FC3136, FC3136, is now available on CD for only $10. And it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885. Or you can mail in your request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. Or email us, greenwoodacres at Know Your Bible radio broadcast is now available as a podcast. You can listen to Know Your Bible through Apple Podcast, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Simply search for Know Your Bible or Bishop Caldwell in either app. Tap the subscribe button and Know Your Bible will come to you automatically each time an episode is posted. Enjoy! Now the question is... Power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is... Jesus I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me, came into my heart, and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart 
I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. Hello, this is Bishop Caldwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. Now I see.